Welcome to Realty Talk, the show that brings together the country's most authoritative and respected property experts. Follow us on all the socials and subscribe for updates and exclusive offers. Realty Talk is powered by realty.com.au, connecting buyers, sellers and agents differently. Hello and welcome to another one in our summer series presented by CoreLogic. We're taking you behind the scenes of uh, looking at how the auction strategy works, how it works. Maybe you're preparing to go to an auction. You could even be preparing to sell at auction. And hopefully this series will help you. Kate Bacos is a buyer's agent out of Melbourne and she's our special guest on this series. Um, you know, you really need to be prepared when you're going to go to auction because I can tell you that the agent is prepared and the agent certainly has made sure that they've got their seller prepared as well. So what do you need to do as a bidder to be prepared? Kate Bacos is a buyer's agent, as I said, in Melbourne, and she helps many people do this. She's going to give us the key things that you must do, must do. G'day, Kate. How are you doing? I'm great, Kevin. I love this series. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's tremendous to be able to tap into your knowledge because I know you're helping a lot of people do this on a regular basis and having to bid for them. So you've got a lot of confidence in this area and we trust your advice. So what are the things that we should be doing? You know, I know we should be looking at contracts and doing that sort of stuff. Um, so walk us through your top five or six. Well, first and foremost, when you buy at auction, there's no cooling off. You can't change your mind. So once the hammer falls, the property is yours. So you need to be very, very careful that you are buying exactly what you think you're buying. And sometimes it's the invisible things that can catch buyers out. So we always, always get a contract review performed by a legal rep, whether they're a conveyancer or a solicitor, it's the client's choice. But to have that legal set of eyes run over the contract and provide a written um, statement of exactly what's in the particulars and what sorts of special conditions or other conditions might apply gives the buyer an enormous amount of knowledge. And things like easements, covenants, caveats, they can make or break a happy purchasing experience, particularly if you didn't know that they were in the contract. So the first thing we always suggest is getting a legal review. And then when you're going along to auction, you obviously need to be confident that you've got the right dollars for the property. Nobody wants to overpay and nobody wants to miss out for a price that they could have paid because they didn't have enough knowledge about price. And I know we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, comparable sales analysis and that's where that particular part of the due diligence is really important. And then the next thing that they have to make sure they're doing is preparing for what happens if they win. So the agent will be calling for a certain number of days settlement. They'll be calling probably for a 10% um, deposit on the fall of the hammer. If there's any variations to that, the buyer has to be able to negotiate that long before auction day. And most of the time when we do have variations that we're requesting, the agent isn't in a position to just make that judgment call and accept the conditions. They need to run it past the vendor and the vendor solicitor. And we all know that most solicitors close at five o'clock on a Friday. So you really need to get this stuff done out of the way long before the auction. And then we talk about deposit. And I get a lot of young buyers, whether they're you know, millennials, Gen Ys, they don't necessarily walk around with a checkbook um, in, their, in their bag. A lot of them haven't used checks before. We're in a, a very electronic world now and EFT is, is quite acceptable for them. But not every single auction will accept EFT and not every single buyer can transfer the full 10%. So there's lots of things that you have to plan for behind the scenes, and that could even include 
lifting your transfer limits on your bank account so that you are in a position to purchase that property and not be in breach of contract. We discussed yesterday, uh, sorry, uh, last week uh, in the show about um, ways to figure out how many buyers or potential bidders there are. Another great way, I mean, you've always got to get a building and pest inspection done, but it's always good to ask the agent, has anyone else had, uh, had one done as well? Yeah, for a couple of reasons. It obviously does give you a really good idea of who's serious about the property because let's face it, no one spends six or $700 unless they are serious about this. And also, if a building inspection has been done recently by an independent building inspector, you might be able to pick up um, a report for half price. You'll have it at your fingertips very quickly. It could be a convenient way of going about things. So it's a critical question to ask and it gives you a lot of good information as does, are there any buyer's agents on the property? Oh, really? You know if you've got a buyer's agent, okay. you've got someone who's paying for a buyer's agent, so you've got another committed buyer. That's a, that's a good one. I've, I've never really thought of that, Kate, but that's such a good point. And of course, buyer's agents are becoming more and more the norm now, so we're going to see a lot more of them coming into the sphere. Uh, we've uh, Another important consideration too in being prepared is to work out the pricing structures or, or where you're prepared to go with your bidding to have that upper limit. How often do you see people set a limit and then go over it, Kate? Yeah, my, my best guess is that 10 to 20% of people have a firm plan. They have a very strict, quirky walkaway figure that absolutely means that they're out of the game. But then maybe 70% of buyers have a vague limit. And so, for example, let's say we're talking about a $1.2 million house and the, the final price that it sells for is, let's say, one, two, four, five. So if you've got a few buyers that are satisfied that it's a, a circa 1.2 property, what happens when it's down to the last two bidders or the last three bidders? There's 100 people in the street all staring at you. The auctioneer is holding a gavel and he's yelling at you and you haven't strategized where to stop and you're asking your partner on the run, the auctioneer is, is yelling at you saying, we're out of time, first, second, third, final call, are you in, are you out? It is the most stressful thing a buyer can put themselves through. And I would arguably say about 70% of people put themselves in that position. Hey, one last question before we go. Another thing that you should be prepared for, if you're going to put this property into your portfolio is to get an accurate rental appraisal. Most agents will have one. Do you suggest that you get another one on top of that, Kate? I always recommend that you've, you've got to be satisfied that it's independent. And it doesn't mean that a property mm. manager in the same office as the selling agent won't give you um, a strong and accurate um, rental appraisal. But if, if your ability to purchase this and bankroll it in terms of the cash flow implication is contingent on the rent, it's very, very easy to get a second opinion and I'll be very disappointed if, if someone didn't go to those lengths to ask one more, one more person for an appraisal when it's such an easy task. And if you've got a, a discrepancy, you can then get a third opinion. But you absolutely need to make sure that you've got an accurate appraisal. And I, I say to people all the time, don't ask the sales agent. As fantastic as they are and as much as they know about their campaign, very few of them actually understand market rentals and they're not the right person to ask. They've got a vested interest in helping the vendor and they're not there to give you an accurate rental appraisal. Next week with Kate, we're going to talk about negotiating before the auction. Many people leave the negotiation up to 
on the auction day. And as you've already heard, that's a very stressful thing to do. So what can you negotiate prior to auction? That's what Kate's going to tell us next time when she comes back. Kate, we look forward to talking to you next week. Thank you. Sounds great. See you soon. Miss something in this week's show or want to catch up on past shows? Do it anytime at realty.com.au where we connect buyers, sellers and agents differently. 